brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. What's up? How are we doing today? Uh, a little tired, man, but I'm good. I'm ready for this. I'm excited. It's always uh, 
I'm very excited to just kind of hang out with you at the end of the week. Kind of helps me relax. And um, sometimes I like to say the word accidentally decompose, but it's decompress, right? Yes. Honestly, um, dude, the podcast helps me decompress at the end of the week because sometimes I'm busy or stressed or whatever. And it was a little bit of everything. I was excited. I was busy. I was stressed and a little bit of everything. So, um, yeah, glad to be able to be hanging out with my compadre here. Cheers. A little old Jack with my coat. You're right, you're right. You'll get through it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. first time that's the first right there <laughs> wait there you go can you guys hear me now i did all that madness and nobody heard it <laughs> thank you monica for letting us know it was just a quick little thing right there i didn't notice that we were out so let me go real quick right back 
Thank you guys for joining us again. Uh, before we get started, please remember to vote. Mail in the ballots, walk them ballots in, or vote in person. If you vote in person, make, be mindful of others and be safe. Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can follow us at Blowns underscore save and on Instagram at the Blown Save. Don't forget, you can also reach out to us at the Blown Save Podcast at gmail.com. Also, you can follow, or you can actually reach out to us now if you guys are listening on the website. Uh, com. We have a contact form You got an about page We got everything going on right now So if you guys want to know more about Artie More about me uh, For those of you guys who don't know too much about us You guys can follow us there um, We'd greatly appreciate it So Artie's drinking Jack and Coke I'm drinking Dos Equis. Cheers to everybody out there Be responsible That's as far as I'm going to go with the recap Because I thought I already did it But apparently I didn't Yeah <laughs> Um, Anderson Silva to face off with Uriah Hall for the first time, potentially the last time. Anderson, the Spider Silva, said to retire after this weekend's bout against a heavily favored Uriah Hall. Uh, Silva was once the middleweight champion where he reigned for most of his career. I think he was uh, the middleweight champion. Uh, yeah, no thanks. I know y'all plenty. <laughs> uh, for Monica out there, thank you for watching. Um uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, Anderson Silva was the middleweight champion for about eight, I want to say eight years. He was the middleweight champion. and uh, But he has struggled over the last part of his career after he got in that really gruesome injury where his uh, his leg broke in the middle of a – he went to kick somebody. And when he when he kicked them, the whole leg just, like, snapped. It was the most disgusting thing I'd ever seen, but it was awesome. Um, but ever since then, he has not really done, done well. Over the last eight fights, he's gone one and six with uh, no one no contest. So he's looking to go out a winner. But the betting man would play heavily on Uriah Hall. Uriah Hall is a lot younger. He's where, yes, spaghetti legs. That's right, Monica. Um, he's a lot younger. He's a lot faster. Uh, he, I think he's going to try and go out. But I think he may have bit a little too much more than he could chew uh, facing off again uh, against Uriah Hall, Artie. I know you're not a huge fighting fan guy, um, but do you have any comments on that before we uh, keep? Well, riding? I mean, I knew, I I don't know who your your Uriah Hall is, but I definitely. I mean, I know UFC, and you kind of know the big names. And Silva's a legend, right? Is he not? He is. Like that's pretty badass. And um, up until that injury, he was just like a man on fire. He was dominant. Now, of course, you know. Um, Injuries always, I mean, like anything, any other athlete, you know, like it's hard to come back from injuries. So, I mean, I'm always, you know me, dude, I like cheering for the underdogs. So, I, I mean, I'm going to cheer for Silva, especially since he's the only one that I know from those two. Yeah. Uh, but you, you're telling me he's a big, man, that makes me want to cheer more for him because he's such an underdog, you know what I'm saying? And because he's the only dude that I know on there, it'd be nice to see him go out with the victory, maybe even a tie. You know, what would it what do you think about even a tie, maybe? You know, what if they do like a split decision or something? Because, you know, some of these things, I feel like they're a little rigged, don't you think? Uh, sometimes they are, but I don't think he's going to go out. I don't think he wants to go out and tie. He wants to go out on uh, one more win. He wants to make that happen, I think. And, and I don't think anything's going to stop him, let alone him getting knocked out or tapped out. I honestly think that he's he's going to go balls to the wall on that one. Yeah, it'd be nice. Uh, yeah, sports sometimes feels scripted, so I could see him doing something like that. You know? Yeah. Well, who knows? You know? I mean, if they, I mean, he's not. They're not fighting in a big UFC match. It's it's like UFC Las Vegas twenty one. It's like a lower tier one. It's still going to be on. Um, you uh, it's like the JV, you saying they're like the JV squad? It's the, or J- or it's the JV pay per view. If you have um, ESPN Plus, you'll get to watch it without paying anything extra. 
If you don't uh-huh. have ESPN Plus, then you do have to pay for that to be able to watch it. But it is what it is, man. All right. If anybody needs help streaming streaming that, let me know. <laughs> we can either confirm or deny that he's doing this illegally, everybody, okay? Nobody said that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Before, yeah. before you move on from MMA, uh-huh. I don't know much about it. I can't even tell you this dude's name. But last weekend, isn't it me that this dude um, fought and he was undefeated? He was like 29-0. And then he retired right after that fight because he didn't want to like go back to fighting because his dad wasn't going to be in the ring with him. And he made a promise to his mom. Like, hey, mom, this is my last fight. I already committed to it. Blah, blah, blah. But I, that's it. I'm not fighting anymore. And you know what? Afterwards, it was pretty awesome. Like, all the comparisons everybody was giving out there. Again, I don't even know the dude's name right now, to be honest. But everybody was talking about, like, how that dude was crying in the middle of the ring. And it was very reminiscent of, like, Michael Jordan, you know, right after he lost his father and won that uh, world title, that first world title. Yeah. Kind of reminiscent of that, where this dude was in there crying. And, you know, it was really impressive because this dude was, like, to me, I don't even know who this guy is. But he was very much like, you know, what kind of man would I be if I went back on what I told my mother and, you know, my father who's always been there for me. And I, I told my mom, like, this is it. And that's the only reason my mom gave me my, her blessing for this last fight because I told her, hey, this is my last one. Yeah. I'm retiring, blah, blah, blah. Like, he, he's very much aware, like, hey, man, I'm still good and I could still fight, but I'm a man of my word. And, I, dude, I could respect that. I don't even know the guy's name. Be honest, but I could respect the hell out of that. His name is Khabib Nurmadamadov. I know everybody's gonna be like, "Dude, bro, you just like destroyed his name," but that's his name. It's Khabib. Um, he did retire. His dad passed away earlier in the year, and uh, he promised his mom, "Hey, like you said, this is the last fight I'm gonna have. Um, I promised already that I was gonna do this fight, so I'm gonna do this fight, and that, and that was it." And and um, not funnily, but um, interestingly enough. He was talking uh, to Joe Rogan. He was talking to other people. He, he even said he um, he could uh, he could have got him in the arm bar and broken his arm because the guy said he was never going to tap, but he didn't want to hurt him. So he decided to get him in a triangle and choke him out and let him just like kind of pass out um, mm-hmm. because he didn't want to he didn't want to hurt the guy on his last fight. Like that's not what he was there for. He was just there to win. And he wasn't mm-hmm. there to, to do anything, any damage to the guy. So, I mean, props to him to have that whereabouts in the ring that I'm like, okay, I don't want to hurt the guy. I'm going to win anyways right now. I'm about, I can take him out one way or another, and it is what it is. So, mm, Interesting. I didn't know that part. But yeah. yeah, man. Except uh, for the cap, dude, for the way he handled that. And, again, I, don't even, I didn't even know anything about this dude until this dude started, like, trending on Twitter and Instagram. And I was like, man, I was just – I was really impressed. Really impressed. No, for sure, dude. Like, he's been doing... He, he's retiring before I think he should. I think mm-hmm. he's still got a few more years in him. He, he would be one of the most dominant pound-for-pound fighters in the UFC, uh, in MMA, period. I know that uh, some people were dubbing him as the uh, the number one uh, pound-for-pound fighter in, in, in MMA history. And the current number one, or the former current number one uh, pound-for-pound fighter, Mr. Uh, John Jones, took offense to it. I posted it in our Instagram, uh, one of our stories. Um, He was like, how are you going to tell me? I I defended my title 15 times. I'm 15-0. I'm the champion 15 times over. And this guy defended it four times, and now he's a pound-for-pound best fighter in the world. I mean, I get both ends of it. He was very dominant in the fights that he did have. 
um, and the fights that he did uh, protect his um, his uh, uh, title, he did very amazingly. So, I mean, I get both ends of it, but absolutely, absolutely um, great career, and, and he's going out on top. You you can't wish for anybody else to go out anyway, but be on top. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely. And again, the way he did it, man, I just felt like he honored his father and his mother by the way he did it, the way that he handled himself. Uh, just really impressive. Again, you know, like super impressive. Right on. Before we get to the other show, uh, or the other, the next thing, um, actually, one of our one of our viewers actually posted on here um, about some hockey. Uh, any thought on Mitchell Miller? A kid got released from recent drafts with the Arizona Coyotes as well as the University of North Dakota hockey team. It's all over Twitter. Apparently, this is all over Twitter. I have no idea what's going on with this, Monica. I, I'm pretty sure Artie doesn't know what's going on. That we've been a little preoccupied with um, what happened in baseball this past week. Um, that's going to take up a, a bit of the uh, of the show a little bit later. Um, I do have some things I want to touch on with, with Artie about that. But if you give us some more information, I'd love to be able to look into that and, and hopefully maybe next year, next year, next week, um, have another show and, and, and talk about that. I don't want to think, yes, go Dodgers. Yes, yes, yes. That's funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, talking about um, – some more MMA or boxing. I put it, I put them together because it's only two stories that we got here. Right, right. Uh, Monica's going to email us links. There we go. Perfect. Uh, Tyson versus, jo- versus Jones is still set for November 29th. I'm still excited to watch the fight. I, I couldn't mention any other boxing match that I'm actually looking forward to. Artie, is there any other boxing match that you know that's coming up or that you've been excited for in the last little bit as much as what's going on right now with uh, Tyson and, and uh, Jones? I mean, weren't weren't there rumors of like um, like Canelo and Triple G or something like that fighting up again? Uh, I had heard some rumors about that, but I mean, you're right, dude. This is I don't know, man. This is just two dudes going at it from our childhood. I think that's why it's kind of like big for us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like two dudes that were just legendary when we're when we're kids, and, and they're coming back. And uh, you know what it reminds me of the, that movie with uh, Sylvester Stallone and. Um, Ah, I can't remember the other dude's name. Um, where they come? Uh, oh, Robert De Niro, Sylvester Stallone, Robert De Niro. Where they, where they kind of they're older cats and they come back and they fight one last time for like three rounds or something like that. Are you sure but they kind of go at it. Are you sure it's Sylvester Stallone? Ah, no. As a matter of fact, thank you. Very much. <laughs> I want to sure. say Robert De Niro is one of them, but I don't remember who the other guy is. Another dude. Monica, if you're watching, um, Monica, I know if you're watching, you're, you're going to know this, but um, who is that other character? I know I know what movie you're talking about, and they get into the, uh, they literally go three rounds, and that's and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Robert De Niro, so it was Robert De Niro, but I, it, it wasn't Al Pacino, right? No. I forget who else it was. It was somebody else. Yeah. But it kind of reminds me of like that, like two dudes, you know, that obviously are way past their prime. Yeah. They're coming back and fight like one more time, right? And they're like, "All right, let's let's give it a, a go, see what it's like." Well, that's what this reminds me of. And let me tell you, I'm excited. I like, I want to see it. You know, I want to see it. I wonder if they got inspired by that movie to do this. I I, I wonder if they're inspired by that or the Rocky movie, the last Rocky Balboa that they put out, where he comes back and fights that one dude. He's all over the hill, and he's like, "I got a monster in me, and I got to get it out. I got to fight one more time." Uh, yeah. So, he does all the, all the training inside the water because your muscles are too brittle. <laughs> I mean, 
Sylvester Stallone is cut as a motherfucker right now, but he's got all that HGH and all that steroids in him. So Monica's saying Rocky is life. <laughs> it is. It is. Though, I love every Rocky movie except for the fifth one that we don't talk about is fucking Monica, awesome. What is that movie called, Monica? What is it called? She said she missed part of it, so she couldn't tell us exactly uh, oh, what it was. Man. So, um, but yeah, no, I'm 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 super stoked for this fight. I cannot wait. Um, I should still be off work for paternity leave, um, so I can't wait to watch it. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm super stoked about that. Artie, let me ask you this. Do you think boxing is on its way out and MMA is the future? Or do you think there's still going to be enough of a core audience that boxing will remain um, boxing for the long period of time? I don't think it's – no. I I no longer think it's a top dog. Because I, I had this friend that was really into it, and he was like, MMA this, MMA that. And I was like, look, dude, right now MMA just don't have money to compete with boxing just because it's established. You know what I'm saying? Boxing was. But I honestly think, I don't think they really pulled ahead, but I think, I want to say they at least pulled evens since COVID hit. Because MMA kept themselves in the news, you know what I'm saying? They found a way to seclude themselves to make these fighters still want to keep doing it. Like boxing, I feel like they didn't. They they weren't like, you know what, let's try to get Canelo a fight again. Let's try to get all the big fighters. They're kind of like, it's cool, we'll take a break. No big deal, you know? Yeah. And MMA is like, man, hey, here's our chance to jump into the spotlight, you know? And they took advantage of it. I, I think they took advantage of it, and they're really doing real well. And I think and, uh, they target the, the... It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The younger audience really well. You know what I'm saying? And me and I feel like our age group, like me and you, is a bridge for MMA, like you know, like older cats, like my dad, dude. My dad don't give a fuck about MMA. You know what I'm saying? I don't even yeah. know if he knows what the hell that is. But he likes boxing. But I feel like my gener, our generation, me and you, are the bridge where we we like boxing and we like MMA. And the younger cats, they're either like they're pretty much MMA for the most part. Like a lot of my students, dude, they're all MMA. Uh, only a couple of them really follow boxing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. I think that I think they're starting to pull at least neck and neck with boxing. 
Um, until those older cats are gone, you know, the dudes are above us and our fathers and stuff like yeah. that. They're the ones that have all the money, you know what I'm saying? So really, they're the ones that are always going to keep boxing relevant. I can see that. I'm with you there. I think I think boxing is definitely taking a step back to MMA. Monica in the chat room, which we love that you're we're getting some feedback right away. Uh, Monica's saying that uh, ESPN has been showing some pretty amazing bounce. Top Rank has uh, given them a contract, so they're putting all the Top Rank uh, fights on ESPN. Mm. Lamancheco versus Lopez was fucking off the hook. Apparently, I have okay. to look into that. And um, I guess I, I you know what. I don't want to say that boxing is kind of dying out. The big name, the big, how you had that huge, um, like, blockbuster event. Like, when they finally had Pacquiao and, and fucking Mayweather. Or, like, Chavez and and fucking Baramarapayas. You know, who, those big, big names. I don't think they're as big anymore. But I think there's still plenty of outstanding boxers out there still doing work and, and still getting it done. So, Well, the thing is... My opinion is those warriors, those boxing warriors, really don't exist anymore because the dudes that are great now see it as a career, right? Yeah. And they're like, they're handpicking their opponents. You know, they're doing the whole Mayweather thing where like, ah, we're only gonna fight like once or twice a year, maybe three times in two years, a two year span. You know what I'm saying? So they're they're more about quality than they are quantity, and even that, they're trying to like pick their spots on when they fight and who they fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, the days of, of Chavez, bro, are gone. Where Chavez is like, dude, who's oh. next in line? Who's next in line? Like, bring him up. You know what I'm saying? Like, bring that fool up. I'm trying to get 100 wins under my belt. You know? Yep, yep, yep. Gone, dude. Like, if you see a professional fighter go, like, 50 wins, that's impressive now, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just not going to happen anymore. What do you think about that, Monica? Like, I, me, I just think those warriors are gone. And then when you do see them, they're always like Mexican for the most part. You know what I'm oh. saying? And Monica, they're not Mexican, they're wrong. Monica, what straight, she Monica straight said, uh, check it out tomorrow night on ESPN. A Japanese boxer is going to show everybody that boxing is still alive and well. And she just straight said, Artie, you are wrong. No, you're wrong, no. buddy. There's going to be more than like, what, 50 game winner? 50 fight winners? <laughs> like, nobody's ever going to win 100 fights again or grow 100 fights. Like, um, she's saying that they don't get the chance because the promoters are fucking assholes at this point. I mean, that may be part of it. I mean, ES, uh, well, ASP, MMA. I mean, these guys, these guys promote themselves. They got Joe Rogan. They got the podcast. They got all kinds of other things going on. I think the yeah. combat sport is becoming more relevant than the um, uh, what do you call it? the boxing ring now. But it's still an Olympic event. It's still something. <laughs> Monica said, "Fight her, Artie. You gotta fight her in a ring." I'm scared of her. Three rounds. Three rounds. <laughs> I won't even make it past the first against her. Scary <laughs> man. Uh, all right. Um, I am so excited for for the Tyson uh, Jones fight. It's going to be interesting. Uh, hopefully, it's it's not a spectacle, but it's actually a good show. Uh, that's. I mean, that's all I can say about that one. So. Uh, moving on, and Monica, I know you're going to like this. We're going to talk a lot, uh, a little bit about some MLB. We're going to talk about the Dodgers. We're going to talk about some Mets, the Tigers, things that are happening around the league. But the biggest thing we're going to get to is the Dodgers in the World Series uh, beating the Rays. Uh, today, the Mets officially sold, uh, not to A-Rod, but uh, Stephen Cohen. The sale was approved by the owners of the other 29 teams. So congratulations to the Mets. You have another leader who's not going to get you anything. 
since Mike Piazza, <laughs> since Mike Piazza was there, he hasn't done anything. So I mean, they got a couple good pictures of Noah Syndergaard. Uh, they got Noah the Syndergaard. The oh, Degrom. The they got Syndergaard and Degrom. Winner, man. Hey, you 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 can't win two out of every six games and expect to go to the end. You That's, know what I'm saying? That would be better than with the Angels. Hey, okay, goes. why do we have to bring him up, dude? You don't got to bring him up. There's no need. Some team that wears red plays in the in the AL West. All right, how's that, uh-huh. that doesn't okay. the same. Uh-huh. They even had one Noah. I mean, not no. Forget Noah. Noah's uh, not even on Degrom's level. Degrom, dude. I take the Grom. I take the Grom over like any of the dudes we have with the Dodgers. Uh, would you take him anybody over the Dodge? Uh, the Grom over right now? Oh yeah, dude, dude. You just don't know how good the Grom is, man. Dude, Grom's legit, man. He's top three pitcher in the MLB right now. Top three. Right on, right on. He, he might be the best right-handed pitcher in baseball right now. I, I want to say he might be the best right-handed pitcher. Okay, okay. I'll give it to you, Bobby. Uh, here's a, here's a big question for you. Uh, the Tigers have hired former Astros. Artie is is final. Oh, Monica said you finally right. <laughs> you got one right. <laughs> uh, the Tigers have hired former a- Astros manager AJ Hinch after serving his one year suspension for illegal sign stealing. Artie, do you think that him getting hired this quickly after the sign stealing? Do you think this is appropriate? Or do you think it's just somebody trying to get in before anybody else does? Hey, what other ways do you have that we can cheat without getting caught? Yeah, what else you got there? Um, you know, I was surprised. I, I remember I had told you. I don't know if you remember. I thought I thought he was going to get blackballed from baseball. I didn't honest, think he was going to get a job for a while. I, I thought he was going to get blackballed. I thought Cora was going to get blackballed. And I thought um, uh, Beltran. I still think Beltran gets blackballed. Okay, because Beltran was a player that kind of – Court there. Everybody says that that was dude was the godfather of that whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that Cora kind of overset, oversaw it, but that Beltran was like punking dudes into like, hey, this is how it's gonna get done, and this is I run the ship here, blah blah, blah amongst the players, right? That, anyways, that's just rumors and stuff I hear. So I actually think Beltran still does get blackballed, but I think Cora is so liked around baseball. I really thought Cora would get hired before AJ Hinch because personally. I like Cora more than AJ Hinch. I think I, I, I was I'm not impressed with AJ Hinch. Um, knowing that he won that one title by cheating like that, like it, it, you don't impress me. You know what I'm saying? Like that don't impress me. Um, Cora, I think like knowing his baseball background and uh, yeah, he won a title over there with Houston, but then he went to Boston. I get it. They cheated, different kind of cheating. Um, but he didn't. He I felt like he handled it a little bit more class with a little bit more class over in Boston. The, as opposed to how the Houston uh, Astros handled it. Uh-huh. So I'm really surprised that Cora was not the first dude hired. Like, if it were me, my personal thought, and I know we're going to get into the next, I thought Cora would have been a perfect fit for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, okay, a couple things while we were talking. Uh, Monica said, uh, fuck the Astros, moving on. Uh, this is so much better on video than having to listen to it all on audio. So, I mean, this we may have something here. Maybe once a, once a month we'll do a live show. The rest of the time we'll just tape it. But uh, Cora, uh, Monica said also, Cora is so cute. He fits in her little pocket. So it is. What it is. <laughs> um, but you're right. Uh, the the White Sox I thought were were hey, in line. Uh, to pick- story before I forget. 
Okay. I was at the game where Alex Cora, uh, Monica, I was at that game where Alex Cora had that legendary, what, 17 pitch at bat and then hit a home run. And even during that 17 pitch at bat, Monica, he fouled the ball off towards me in my direction. And I try to reach, I reach for him. And I was sitting in the first row uh, above the um, above the press box, but it hit the stupid little, like, uh, I don't know, those things, those guards for the rain and stuff like that. It hit that, and I couldn't reach in. It hit that and bounced away from me. I was, like, so close to getting that damn ball. But that's what I remember. When I think of Alex Carr, I remember that 17 pitch at bat, being very close to grabbing a foul ball from that damn 17 pitch at bat. And then, obviously, he hit the home run. Everybody goes nuts, you know? Well, fucking hey, that's pretty dope. Yeah. Monica said, see, he's so cute. He tried to give you his balls. <laughs> uh, but moving on, uh, the White Sox hired 76-year-old uh, Tony La Russa as its new manager. La Russa has been out of the game for nine years in a coaching position. He's been in and out for um, other administrative things, but not yeah. in a coaching uh, perspective or whatever. Um I don't know, man. Like, I don't, I don't see why they would go with. A lot of people are complaining that he is, he's been, he's so far removed from the game that he's going to be out of touch with all these younger players. He's going to be so, uh, his mindset is going to be nine years ago where the players now are looking to try and do other things. Uh, Artie, the great baseball mind that you are, tell me what, what do you think, man? So a couple things. Uh, what I think is interesting is, you know, the White Sox were the very first team he ever coached as a professional manager, and they fired his ass after six years, right? When he first <laughs> yeah. uh, back in late seventies, early eighties, I believe it was like seventy six to eighty two. And then, um, and then another thing is, um, he's going to be the first Hall of Fame coach to be in the Hall of Fame. And then go back to coaching. Usually, once they stop coaching and make the Hall of Fame, they don't ever go back. You know right. what I'm saying? So he's going to be obviously the first active and the first to do so. I, I'm pretty sure it's the first to do so. Is what I read. So that's really interesting. Um, he was a perfect fit for a dude back in the '90s. You know, maybe even the 2000s, bro. But we're talking. We're in the two, two, 2020 now, man. You know, not even the 2010s anymore. I do, and he's 76 now. Yeah, some dudes are going to listen to him, but I was seeing some breakdowns on the numbers of his coaching style from back then and, like, the number of times he liked to hit and run, the number of times he liked to drop bunts and stuff like that. And those numbers are outdated. I'm very curious to see if, like, the White Sox give him the kind of, like, um, leash that they have the Dodgers-Roberts on, you know, with the the metrics and stuff like that, as well as, the, as Tampa Bay. I mean, you know, when and we'll get into the second game, in a second here, but when that dude pulled Blake Snell because they didn't want him, Blake Snell, to face the Dodgers lineup a third time around, honestly, I don't even think that's a manager's decision anymore. I really think it's coming up from the office and say, like, hey, this is how we're doing stuff, man. And if you can't do it, then your ass is gone. So he's just kind of following orders, and he gets to, like, pick, like, the other things of, like, okay, hey, I want this right-hander coming in this time and the lefty that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think they only get, they're only, they're so limited. I really believe that they're so limited on what they can do and decide as managers. Like, you, you ever think of the movie, and it's crazy how much has come into play now, of Moneyball? 
And all involved, like, think about it. Like, when when um, Billy Bean would go and talk to David Justice, and remember, we always talk about it. Like, dude, they're paying you're so you were so bad that they're paying you to play against them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, right? Like, those are real conversations I were probably had, dude. That for the at the time, maybe when it first came out, it was probably just funny to us because it was a movie, right? And it's a GM, and it's like, oh, they probably didn't have that kind of conversation. But it, maybe it is something funny that he threw in there. I honestly think it really is a lot like that now. It's all behind closed doors, obviously, because you ever see these dudes where they just cut away to the GM and they're just kind of like, you could see them like analyzing everything. They're hardly ever like how, um, I think, what was his name, Cashman from the Yankees, where it was kind of like, oh, yeah, hey, look, they're doing really well and smiling and giggling and stuff like that. But now they cut to these GMs that are all about cyber metrics and stuff like that, and they're all like this, dude, every time. And I swear they wear the same stupid plaid shirt. All the time, sometimes just different colors, but they all were the same, dude. Because I don't know if you saw the freaking Tampa Bay, like they literally cut from one dude, Freeman, the Dodgers, to I don't know who I don't know Tampa Bay's uh, name of their GM, to but to his uh, GM, and that dude looked like he was in his thirties. Let me tell you, but they were both wearing the same damn shirt, just different colors. I think like um, the the Rays GM was wearing like a red one, you know, like red lines with the white, yeah, base. And the Dodgers Friedman was wearing like a light blue with um, a blue uh, blue lines or something like that. It was a trip. So yeah, so I don't know how much um, leeway uh, Larusa is actually going to have anymore, dude. I think that a lot of it the scripts are rewritten for him. Like, hey, dude, this is the lineup we want. <laughs> this is what we want the dudes to do this, and here you go, follow it. So I don't know, dude. I don't know. I wonder how because he's not someone that strikes me as as being like to being told what to do that's why i'm telling you i think i thought aj core would have been perfect for the white Sox. you know yeah um monica had some good points uh she asked who the president was and it's ken williams uh she agrees with the whole fact that roberts had starting pitcher uh to start pitchers due to management like so he had issues with that i think that's part of the reason why jansen kind of had to go in there um right. that and i think he wanted to kind of save his butt with the whole jansen thing to begin with um, <laughs> and then uh, Monica said, uh, and I quote, uh, like I said a million years ago before the movie came out because her roommate had the book uh, of if Billy Bean was so smart, why the fuck have not the why the fuck haven't the A's won a World Series yet? They went on that great stretch. They won 20 games in a row, but they haven't won a World Series yet. If it's so yeah, smart, if it works out. You can only go so far on the metrics. You can only go so far on that stuff that you can't really uh, dive completely in it. At some point, it's got to be a feeling. It's, at some point, it's got to be like I know baseball. I, I'm not looking at that book anymore. Like this is this is where we're at, and I think that's where the Tampa Bay uh, Blue uh, Rays fucking lost the World Series. Yeah, but I, I feel like Tampa Bay is just like Oakland in terms of like. They're smaller market teams. They're not, I don't want to come like small, but I guess technically they are, right? Uh-huh. But their smaller market teams are not going to sign any big free agents. Whatever they get is based via trade or homegrown. If you look at the Oakland A's and when they did all that cyber matrix and stuff like that, it was all based on homegrown players or scrapas, you know, like um, David Justice, who was sucking balls with, uh, I think, who, who did he sign? The Yankees, right? Or something yeah. like that? I forgot who he was honestly with, and then they traded him to them. Um, and then they were just like, hey, we're, you know, we're going to sign you for the veteran minimum or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Well, look at Tampa Bay, dude. Like, you know, the the guys they have, the studs they have, it was um, 
Blake Snell, homegrown. Tyler Glasnow, who was acquired via trade. And Charlie Morton. Okay, Charlie Morton was signed, but again, he was one of those veteran reclamation projects. Like, again, they, they thought he was washed up with Houston after he won the title because he's like, I don't know, he's 38 years old or something like that now. He's a little bit older. So they thought all the bullets were gone and they signed him for, you know, a team-friendly contract. Like, they gave him some money, but not, like, too much money. You know, they didn't give him, like, Garrett Cole kind of money. You'll never see, like, a Garrett Cole sign with the Oakland A's or Tampa Bay or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And for Glasnow has to sign for a big free agent contract, he's gone. Snell uh, re-signed for a team friendly kind of contract considering what he's accomplished already at Cy Young and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, same thing. Oakland, like, Oakland's going to lose uh, Marcus Simeon this year, right? Oh, absolutely. Who happened down here last year, but, dude, he was, I think, third in the MVP running uh, two years ago. But, again, that dude, they already know. Like, he's gone, man. He's not an Oakland name. It's like whoever the highest bidder is and he's gone to them. They're, it's not even a thought of, like, that dude's coming back to the Oakland A's. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Any, any, anybody's good, once a rookie contract's done, if they don't sign for a team-friendly contract, then, hey, they're either going to try to trade them so that they could re revamp that farm system or they're going to just let them walk. And in Marcus uh, Simeon's case, they're, they're letting him walk, you know? No, I'm, I'm so with you there. Part. That's part of why I think – some of those cyber metrics is not going to work for those small market teams until they spend a little bit of money and get and get a free agent. And again, so like let's say let's say if you think okay, hey, but but the um, Nationals won one, right? Yeah. As okay, the the Nationals got Max Scherzer who signed to a fat contract. They signed Patrick Corbin. Okay, of course they had Strasburg, but he was homegrown. But still, they signed two top tier, and especially the year they came out were the top um, starting pitchers that year. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they did sign that big free agent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Again, they had some homegrown dudes like, um, uh, well, Harper wasn't with them when they won the title, but, like, Rendon was a homegrown dude, you know, that turned into a superstar. Yeah. Juan Soto was homegrown, you know? Uh, yeah, Monica's saying, nobody will ever know if we would have won against their bullpen in the late innings. Uh, I was talking about the, uh, the Nationals. But our bullpen shut their offense down too, uh, too big, uh, as well, big time. Uh, so I put that as she puts that aside on that. Um, was it last year that you guys lost to the? Uh... Yeah, we lost to them in a five game series, which is always dangerous. Watch that. That's why I told you I hate that stupid three game series that they have to play because that's where the Dodgers are most vulnerable. And I told you even with the Braves series, Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky. In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I said, dude, I'm so glad we're facing the Braves in a seven-game series because we're built for a seven-game series. The Dodgers are built for a seven-game series. 
And sure enough, it played out, dude. They went to seven, and the Dodgers had the muscle. They had the, the firepower to withstand it in a seven-game series. Yeah, in a five-game series, yeah, we probably lose to um, the Braves because they have just enough enough bullets to beat us in a five-game series, but they don't have enough bullets to beat us in, in uh, the long run. You know Mon- what I'm saying? Monica completely agrees with you on that one. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's bring it on. I want to hear it. Here it is. Congratulations to the stupid Dodgers for winning the World Series. <laughs> hey, man, it's been a long time coming, dude. 88, you know, a uh, long time. You know, Monica is a little bit younger than me. I think she's my sister's age. Um, and I was little, dude. I barely remember it. Like, I barely remember. I mean, I was born the year they wanted in 81. Um, and then in 88. You know, so again, I was just so little. We've been so close uh, so many times. I know a lot of people are like, ah, you know, but you didn't play 162 games. What does 162 games have to do with the postseason? Okay. And if you want to talk about, hold on. And if you want to talk about the postseason, you do realize that we won the most games ever in postseason history because of those stupid two or three game series before. So we literally won the most games ever in the postseason to win this title. And we didn't get fucking a lot of days off. And we didn't get home field advantage. We had to play at someone else's ballpark. Like, dude, I think the odds were even harder to do it my, than my, before. My biggest thing, and, and, and this is coming from an, an Angel fan. And for you guys who watch the show or listen to the show, I should say, um, you guys know this. I already likes to bust my balls about the Angels and this and that. The first thing I did was is I jumped on Facebook after the, the – well, not the first thing. I congratulated you, compadre. I congratulated my girl. I congratulated people I needed to congratulate. Uh, but I jumped on Facebook, and I saw a lot of people hating. So much hate. Like, oh, asterisk, 60 games. It wasn't the full season. Let him, let him win the 60 games. I'm like, are you fucking ret- like stupid? Like, come on. Whether it's 60 games or – or 600 games. The Dodgers outplayed everybody else in the league because if it was just because it was 60 games, the Angels would have been there or anybody else would have been there. The fucking Marlins would have been there. The fucking Mets would have been there. Whoever it might have been. But the Dodgers earned it. 60 games or not, you guys are world champions. Congratulations. My hat's off to every single one of those people in in that organization. Congratulations to all the fans that are out there. Monica, you, your mom, everybody else out there. Absolutely. Congratulations to the Dodgers. I am not a fan, but congratulations anyways. Yeah, I just think, I, again, we won the most games in postseason history to win that title, dude. The most games. I mean, nobody's ever won more games than we had to win in the postseason. We didn't get a first round by. We didn't get to play one single game at Dodger Stadium. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, we played away from our ballpark. I mean, I think they spent almost a, almost a full month in Arlington because they played, what, three series in Arlington. Yeah. Right, three consecutive series. Um, where did where they play? Um, where they play Milwaukee series? I'm drawing a blank. On no, they, they played play. it in Houston. Oh, they played it in Houston. Okay, yeah. so they they were in Texas the whole time. They were dude. in Texas the last the last like, month. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, that's crazy, man, to be like that. And then again, the way the situation of the days off and stuff like that. Like to me, that's just it's it's, it's impressive, man. Yeah. And like you said, think about it: a 60 game season, dude. Even it was 162. And the Dodgers are built to win 162. In a 60-game season, they didn't even lose three games in a row. Not one time during the season did they lose three games in a row. Who's going to stop them in the regular season? Nobody, dude. In the regular season? Come on, dude. Like, nobody's going to stop them. 
if anybody was going to stop him, it was in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it becomes condensed like this. And even that, like I said, it would have had to have been in a three game or a five game because ain't nobody stopping him in the seven game. Um, again, the Braves came out, man, and, and they threw their haymakers and they had the Dodgers against the ropes, but they just didn't hit hard enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, but that's what great teams do. I mean, last year when the Nationals, dude, we had them on the ropes too, even though we we're, you know, supposed to be the top dog. But they were just built for that five-game series. They they had the pitchers. They had enough hitting. Um, and it worked out. It went on their favor. Hey, man, you tip your cap. And you're like, man, I just hope they win it all. That way we don't look so bad, you know, type of team. <laughs> uh, but it worked out, dude. And, and that's what it was supposed to be. I mean, if they don't put an asterisk on the damn Houston series or winning the, the World Series or Boston winning the World Series. And did you know, I could be wrong, dude, but I read this somewhere. That in eighty eight or eighty one, it was also a strike shortened series. It was a it was a shortened year as well too when they won the World Series. One of them was because of the strike, I believe, um, and I forgot what the other one was. But both of them were actually uh, shortened seasons, and the Dodgers won the World Series. And nobody ever talks about like that being an asterisk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I'm with you there. Two thousand one, um, when because of nine uh, eleven. Uh, the the playoffs were extended and 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 the the games were well the playoffs were extended because we played in November for the first for the first right. time, but mm-hmm. um the the season actually ended sooner than uh, than expected so it still was a condensed season technically but at the same time you know y- you got to give it to them dude I'm, I'm 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 I'll be the number one Dodger hater all day long twice on Sunday but y- you guys won hey, hey they won. It is what it is. You can't take it away from them. They're the ones that hit the ball right. They, they, it is what it is. And we're going to get into a couple of the games. There, there's a couple of things I wanted to uh, talk to, uh, talk about. And, and for those of you guys playing at home who maybe don't watch baseball as, like the way we watch baseball, uh, there were some couple plays in the in the series uh, during different games that I did want to go over with Artie. Uh, starting with game four, uh, players out of place making mistakes in the last 30 seconds of the game. They gave Tampa Bay hope going into Game Five uh, and evening up the series at two, two apiece at that time. I, I should say. Um, let, let's go back. I know already you don't want to think about it. I know you don't want <laughs> you don't want to go there. But um, Man, do you remember my Sunday when I was talking to you? I told you, dude, I felt like I was hung over yeah. and I didn't one single thing on Saturday, bro. Like I didn't have one single drink and I felt hung over on Sunday, like. Like, I can't even explain to you, man. I felt hungover. That's the best thing I could tell you. I was just, like, crawled up into a little ball and, like, God, did Jansen really blow that? Like, did, man, it was like a nightmare, bro. Like, like, dude, is it Halloween already? Is it April Fool's? What's going on here? Like, you know, like, someone playing a joke? Like, this, did we really just walk into that again? Did we really say, here, Jansen, close it out for us, big guy? You know, like, <laughs> that was our great idea. They said, hey, let's let, um, uh, Gr- Gratterall freaking pitch to one batter and bring Jansen in next. I mean, man, dude, like all the things that make you say, like, come on, dude, like, what, what are you thinking? Okay, so, <laughs> so look, okay, they bring in Jansen, right? Right. And and, uh, and he gets through the first two batters. Right. He gets through the first two batters. Everything, everybody's blessing themselves and going, okay, one more, come on, one more, let's do this shit, and. And uh, batter gets. Oh no, wait, he doesn't get through the first two batters. Doesn't the first guy get a flare single on him? No, it was the third batter that gets the flare single. 
Mm, I'm pretty sure it's a leadoff guy that got the first single. That he got the broken back single on him. I thought it was a third batter. Okay, so he's on base, right? He steals. Yeah. He steals second, and it was a bad throw, bad play. He ends up getting up and takes third on a very, very close bang bang play. Wait, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. We're, we're I, talking I'm, about. I'm, 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 I was thinking about game five. We're talking about game four. No. I'm like, wow, damn, I don't remember that shit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to yeah. game five here in a second. Sorry, guys. Um, right. I have a, I have a thing here with bullet points, and I, I, I'm not even looking at it for some reason. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, okay. So Jansen goes in there. They get the bloop single. They get, they yeah. get two outs, right? Um, he gets to second base. Uh, um. Uh, what's his What's his fucking name? We talked about this the other day. Anywho, so there was a cluster of I want. All the only thing I can say is is a cluster of fucks that happened in thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. There's a bloop single into center field. Right? Okay, I know. All right, so let me let me set you up with it. Okay. So the first guy gets a, a broken bat single into right. Uh, Kike lays out for it, almost catches it. Okay. But he gets on. Then Jansen gets the next two dudes out. Uh, Rosarena comes up. And they basically pitch around him. He goes to first on a walk. That's right. So it's first and second. Two outs. He then comes up. They put in They put in a, a pinch hitter. That dude that hadn't played like oh, the Brett, whole series. Uh, Brett something or other. Yeah. Whatever his name is. Don't care. Phillips. Brett um, Phillips. Oh, Brett Phillips. There you go. So they bring him in as a pinch hitter. He goes down in the count one, two, right? One, two. Okay. And Jansen, a post game, says something just more to make me like, I think he's trying to piss off the fan base even more, right? Because he says, Yeah, hey, I hit my spot and they just did a good job of, of they hit a flare. What can I do? And I go back and I look at it. I see they have pictures and stuff like that. Like, dude, um, Will Smith wanted the ball up and in, and this dude throws it down and in. I was like, dude, you didn't hit your spot, man. You threw a fairly quality strike that this dude hit, but you did not hit your spot, sir. Will Smith was nearly standing up where he wanted the damn ball, which is a smart thing. One and two, you either go up to see if he chases or you go down to see if he chases, right? Mm -hmm. Canley does not have pitches where you could spike in the dirt or throw it hard in the dirt and they'll chase it. But he does have that cutter where he could throw it high and they'll chase it. And that's how he gets a lot of his strikeouts. And this motherfucker said, you know what? I'm just going to see if I could dot it on the inside corner. And this dude turns on it. And not only that, but the first dude's clearly scoring because it's on contact. Two strikes. So you're, you're moving on you're a moving. swing, right? As I like to say, you're moving on a swing. Not necessarily contact on a swing because it's two strikes. So they, that dude sees the swing. He moves. Um, it's a clear hit into right field. They were playing deep. Now, I'll give him that. Um... Chris Taylor was playing deep because they don't want doubles because they didn't want second and third, right? Uh, or, yeah, they didn't want second and third because Rosarena was a winning run at first. Right. And they're playing deep, but he gets the ball pretty quick. And for whatever damn reason, this dude's worried about that motherfucker scoring on a base hit from, from first base. Mind you, it wasn't a 3-2 count where he was on the run on the release. It was on a swing. Okay, I get that. But, dude, on a swing, you're going to go first to third. You're not going to go first to home on a swing on a single. Well, this dude takes his eye off the ball, and not only does he take his eye off the ball, he still kicks it a little bit with his own foot, which 
adds an extra five yards to the damn ball. And then we coincide that mistake by Muncie, which I actually didn't mind, but Muncie cuts off the play. And then he throws a perfect strike at Will Smith, who is worried about the damn runner and takes his eye off the ball. And Jansen is nowhere to be seen as the backup. Not like it makes a difference and Will Smith gets a damn ball and gets a tag on. But still, he's not where he's supposed to be. Okay? And it's just like, dude, this, it was a domino effect. It was like, dude, 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 dude. Right? Like, dude, it was just brutal. And one thing I noticed that I did like that the Dodgers did. Will Smith did not play a single fucking inning of catcher defensively the rest of that series since I mistake. And I think that went under the radar, bro. Because Austin Barnes got the next uh, two starts. I think it was the next two starts. And he actually hit a home run the next game, which was real cool. We'll talk about that. But Will Smith never saw the, the field defensively again, bro. They were like, ah, you're done, bro. You're done. <laughs> that ball thrown at you? You out. You out. You out. Bueller don't want you anyways. Kershaw don't want you. You know? And you know what? We're going to take Gosling and say he don't want you either. Hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there were four mistakes there. The the yeah. misplay on the on the ball going in the mid, yeah. the shallow, mm-hmm. the throw to the cutoff man instead of going home. Yeah. Although the well, cutoff, although yeah. although the cutoff man, he was close enough. He didn't know need to throw to the cutoff man. Well, see the thing is, you try to throw through the cutoff man, Brent. So it's not like he was trying to throw it at him. He was trying to throw through him, and Muncie cut it. Now it's probably loud in there, and Muncie probably can't hear like the no cut. But I mean. The thing is, if you don't hear something, that's when you let it go. It's when you hear yeah. cut, 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 or relay, 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 that you actually do it. Again, I'm not on the field, and I can't really hear that. Right. I'm assuming, but still, dude, he's so close. Once he needs to let that damn ball go, you know, like, yeah. he needs to let that go. It was too close of a play. And, and, gra- and granted, and, and granted, and granted, nobody knew that a Rosarena was dead to rights on the floor, flopping down, trying to get back up because he, he fell got, down. He got snipered. He got, got sniped. He got sniped. From far yeah. away, uh, and then the throw over to Will Smith, and that Will, yeah, Will, no, yeah, yeah it was Will Smith. And then uh, he tries to tag him before he catches the ball. They and, did the swipe for it, yeah. And he swipes for it, and wait, where did the ball go? And Rosarina yeah. gets up and goes, "I'm gonna crawl my ass to the home plate yeah. and slap that yeah. motherfucker down." Yeah. And then you see Jansen running after the damn ball, idiot. Like, bro, if you if you would have covered that. If you would have covered the ball at home plate, I think he has opportunity to maybe get him out at home or get he him might out. Freeze. Yeah, he might freeze. A Rosarena might even like freeze and get into a pickle. Yeah, because you don't know what his. I don't think a Rosarena like automatically says, "I'm still going to try and make it home." If he sees Jansen with the ball, he'd be like, "Oh damn, he's got the ball." You know, like he might even just have a second thought. Only a few dudes are going to be like. Fucking, I'm still going anyways home, you know? Yeah. It, it might, and that hesitation is what creates the possibility of having getting out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It, was, it, was a, it was a crazy, it was a crazy last 30 seconds. I feel like I'm getting hung over all over again. <laughs> I feel like I just relit that. All right. We'll get, we'll, get past, we'll get past game four and we'll go into game five. Game all five. right. The big play that I want to talk about is uh, mm-hmm. getting caught stealing going home or getting caught stealing home. Okay. Um, we talked about it and why it didn't work uh, when Margot got thrown out the home. So here's the setup, right? Margot Margot star, stole second base. There was an mm-hmm. error on the play. This goes back to what I was trying to say in the other the thing. But this is who the error was on. On who was it on? Chris Taylor. <laughs> so there was an error on the play. Margot advanced to third on a bang bang play with the, in a run run game in the bottom of the fourth. 
Hunter Renfro walked to put the runner on first and third. Mm-hmm. Kershaw has a long windup when he pitches. Uh, he raises hands up, puts his glove down, and then he looks over and then he pitches the ball. Margot that's used this opportunity. Technically, that's not a windup. That's a stretch. Well, the stretch. Okay. Well, even well, he was in the he was in the runner on base. Whatever. He's on the stretch. So a windup is when nobody's on base, and a stretch is when there's somebody on base. Okay. So he was in the stretch. He was in the stretch. He was doing that. Um, and he had he took he, he he tried to do the opportunity. He tried to take that opportunity to steal home. Now it was mm-hmm. later found out that Kevin Cash did not send Margot on that play. However, it 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 may have worked had it been called by the manager because there was a runner on first base. And you text me this that when it when right after it happened, what was what why didn't it work? Basically, right. is what you asked me. Like, what was the problem and why didn't it work? And I responded, the runner at first base didn't um, capture uh, Kershaw's attention enough. He just kind of stood there. If he had tried to take a secondary lead, maybe Kershaw steps off and tries to go to first or tries to pick him off at second. The runner at third goes all the way in. Right. And for those listening and watching, I wasn't actually asking Brent, like, hey, Brent, why didn't it work? I was asking Brent to see if he knew why it didn't work because I knew and I was about to give my friend who thinks uh, Kershaw was in the windup with runners uh, on base uh, a little uh, listen. Uh, well um, Artie, likes to, Artie likes to test my knowledge about baseball things I, did, but I like it I was proud of you because you knew why that was the thing but you know here's another thing I went back and looked at it and there was another thing, one other key that I missed and I, I just didn't realize it Brent um, so that so it was a lefty and lefty matchup right and I, I automatically assumed I didn't really pay attention because I was caught up on the other stuff. Um, he did not have two strikes on him. So a lot of times you do that and you take that risk when you have two strikes. So that the the hitter, it was a lefty, was it Kiermaier was hitting? Or no, it was Kiermaier or, or Lowe. It was one of those two. It was Lowe. Okay. Lefty, lefty matchup. And you you really want to do that and push it when you have two strikes. That the count was only one oh one. He only one strike on him. And again, because the, the manager, like you said, didn't call it. So Hunter Renfro just kind of froze and didn't try to distract or manipulate the play by taking an extra step. Because if it were me at first, my instincts, if I see that dude running to home, my instincts would be to run to second. Just to try to like distract Kershaw for even a second. And honestly, on that particular play, if he distracts him even for a second, bro, he's safe. Half a second, like, even. Half, yeah, half a second. It was bang, like, bang. He would have been safe. He would have been safe. Uh, the other thing that I saw a big breakdown, and I didn't talk to you about it, too. There, I saw a lot of online stuff saying, why did Lowe step out of the box and basically give um, uh, uh, Barnes a free lane for Kershaw to throw it to? Well, once the play is like that, let's say Lowe would have stayed in the box and Kershaw stepped off the mound and threw it. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. 
VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And that dude didn't give him a lane to throw it. The runner would have automatically have been out. I didn't know that. Okay. I, I probably would have stilled my ground. Obviously, the ball is going to hit me. I probably would have moved because I'm sure that's in the way. But I would have stood my ground. I wouldn't have moved out of the way of that particular play. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting that well he did the right thing technically was getting out of the way because and if you notice I don't know if you remember but that ball was thrown into um, more towards the direction of the left handed hitter's batter's box it wasn't thrown into the right handed batter's box which is actually where you rather throw it to um, so Barnes came up came out of his crotch and set position got the ball and came down and applied a very good tag uh, Kershaw didn't make the greatest of throws but it, I mean it's in the moment and you're doing the best you can Kershaw did a great job of stepping off the mound. A lot of these dudes try to do that to manipulate a bot call. Yeah. You know? And Kershaw rushes. He doesn't come set. But Kershaw actually stepped off the mound and threw home. I was like, oh, man, that was impressive, too. Yeah, because it could have been a balk, and that would have been a free run. Free run, and the dude moves over a second, and that dude's still alive with the one-strike count. Who knows? Maybe Margot, I, I didn't really hear his thoughts on that, but maybe Margot was thinking that. Like, oh, man, I'm going to try to draw a balk here, you know? Yeah, I don't know. A lot of different scenarios. I thought it was. I was impressed with it at the time. I thought it was with two strikes. So I was. I was really impressed, and I was like, "Man, dude, um, I didn't want it to work on my Dodgers, but I would have tipped my cap on that." Or like, "Dude, man, you fucking, you went for it. You went for it there, you know?" Yeah, we had somebody else go for it um, in Game Six and actually uh, accomplish the mission. <laughs> Uh, uh, here, here's the big game. Here's the big thing on on game six, though, and it, and I called by the way, and you guys can watch this before or listen to it before. I called Dodgers in six. You said five. I called Dodgers in six, and guess what happened? Dodgers in six. Uh, here's the big thing that happened here. Um, Rays manager Kevin Cash, maybe not for too much longer. Uh, pulled Blake Snell in the bottom of the sixth inning. Up until then, Snell had thrown five innings, gave up one hit, struck out ten batters. First batter that came up in the sixth, uh, Pollock. Uh, po- nine. Huh? No, he struck out nine. Nine? I thought he had ten. Mm-hmm. I, can al- I can almost bet you he had ten because they were talking about it when they pulled him out. You might be right. He might have had nine through four. <clears throat> he did get that tenth, uh, that tenth batter. Uh, first batter came up, Pollock. He popped out to, uh, to the shortstop behind second base. One out. Barnes came up, punches the little blooper into the, and he was a nine batter, uh, in, yeah, into center field. A cash came out immediately and took out Snell. Doesn't even watch at the mound to talk Snell. Doesn't even give him the opportunity to say, yo, I got this. No, he gives oh. him the hook immediately. Rays call in Nick Anderson, who had an ERA of nine going into mm-hmm. the game. Now, here's my thing. Snell in the for, postseason. In the postseason, yeah. Going to that game in the postseason at, at ERA of nine. Snell had only, give, uh, had only given up two hits in that point with ten strikeouts. The nine. next the next three batters that he had, I'm going to say ten. Um, the next three good. batters that came up, uh, including Mookie Betts, 
who was 0 for 4 in the series facing Snell um, with a walk, uh, had gone 0 for 6 in that game against Snell. Do you believe in the third time around the order, or should would you have if you had been cash, would you have kept the? Uh, I see you already putting the thing up there. Guess it was nine, nine strikeouts. Yeah. Uh, would and you would you on there? They had to. Would you have let? Would you have left the, him in there to continue the game? I know I would have. Um, in a um, because again, if you're even if you're looking at the damn metrics, I don't understand. Other than the coming around to the third time in the lineup, the the metrics say to leave him in there. Here's why: he had struck out the the first three batters. He had struck them out a total of six times. You know how many times he's faced him? Six times. That means he struck out struck him out every single time. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that makes no sense. Like he struck him out every single time. Okay, now we're looking at metrics again, right? Mookie Betts has done really bad against left-handed pitchers. Yeah, left-handed he, not not only left-handed pitchers, but left-handed pitchers who throw a lot of breaking ball stuff. He's done bad against lefties, bro. Like in general, he had I think one home run in the postseason against a lefty. I think. Um, so it was like, uh, what? So why would you bring in a righty? Who does really well against? He's really good. He's probably one of the best righty on righty hitters. And then let's just say, okay, it doesn't work out with um, with uh, with uh, Mookie Betts because look, check this out. He needed there was only one out, dude. So he needed to get not on. He would have to get Mookie Betts, who runs well, to hit into a ground ball double play to get out of that inning. Yep. Because you know who was next? That the World Series MVP, bro. Who's left-handed, Corey Seager? So you're telling me, let's say he happens to get the righty on righty out, right? He strikes out Mookie Betts, or he gets on fly ball. Chances are he's only going to get Mookie to get one out, right? Like Mookie runs too well to get a ground ball double play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, he's probably only going to get one out. And it's with the three batter rule, you have to leave him in there to face Corey Seager. So now you have the hottest hitter on the Dodgers lineup facing a right-handed pitcher. And granted, he's been doing very well against lefties and righties, but still, you have a right-handed hitter, uh, uh, right-handed pitcher facing a left-handed batter. That makes no sense unless you're going to walk Corey Seager to get to Justin Turner. And guess who the second hottest hitter on the Dodgers team in the World Series was? Turner. Justin Turner. So it's like, dude, like it. The matrix, the metrics don't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Like I could understand, like he was dealing. Yeah, and he had nine strikeouts in five innings. Yeah. He had two hits and his two hits. Even Blake Snell said, hey, there were two pitches that I left up. One of them was a hanging slider. I'm lucky that it was just a single. But still, neither one of his hits were extra base hits. They were singles, dude. Two hits, singles. Right? Like, man, dude. Blake Snell, and, and I remember, I still remember, he wasn't necessarily about the Dodgers one, but I remember um, them making a very big deal. When they pulled him in the series against um, the Houston Astros in Game 7. And he was like, man, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, you're pulling me? And he was really upset because he was doing well. And he was doing even better this time. Oh, absolutely. And and it was one of those, like, dude, if you're going to lose, lose with your big guys, with your guns, bro. Like, the dude that's carrying you. And I I had heard earlier in the week on Sports Talk Radio before... I don't know. Well, I don't know if it was earlier in the week, technically, because it was Tuesday. But the week before, 
I had heard this big old like um, radio uh, sports commentary stuff like that, and I was actually before me and you went to um, to the game together on uh, what was it Tuesday? Wednesday last night. Week? Wednesday night. Wednesday, right? So I believe it was on that Monday. I had been uh, hearing a commentary talking about how Cash doesn't believe in going with his gut on calls, and Cash again. I'm paraphrasing, but Cash had literally said, "If I have to go with my gut feeling on a particular." Uh, play or set on how everything is um, going in the game, then I haven't done my job by preparing ahead of time for this game. He's all, I will have failed already. And so then everybody was breaking that down. They're like, that's dumb. Because then you just put a robot to make all the calls when it comes to playing the game because you're just going by all the metrics. He's all, and they're like, no, they're trying to defend them. They're like, no, I don't think he really meant that. This and this and that. He's just saying like he has a, a plan already. And he's going to basically navigate through that path. And if something comes up, then he really has an idea what to do with that plan. Now he's going to decide to go with his instinct or one thing. And to me, that's where this shifted. Like he had a chance to look what look at what's going on right in front of him and change the narrative and say, you know what? I get that we don't go with facing three dudes, uh, with facing dudes a third time around the lineup. But this dude has 10 strikeouts. Mookie Betts doesn't hit well against the lefties. This dude struck out that top of the lineup already six times. In the six times they've come up to the hit, it makes sense for him to face Mookie. It makes sense for him to face Corey Seager. And then if he doesn't get Corey Seager out, then bring in on um, the right-handed hitter uh, pitcher to face Justin Turner. Then it makes sense. But no, he didn't. He just wanted to go with the. He went with the Matrix. Again, uh, the metrics. I don't know why I say matrics so much. The metrics. I know what you're saying. They know what you're saying. Um, with the metrics, and I honestly think it is an organizational call because I, I really believe that Roberts is really he he does want to play with his heart, but I really believe Roberts is kind of guided the same thing. Like, hey man, you're gonna go righty lefty, righty lefty the whole way, and you're gonna go this, and you're gonna do that, and you're gonna do this, this, and that. He's on. Then the rest, the little things in between, you could do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I don't think Cash gets fired because I think he was just following the guidelines set for him. Yeah. We'll have to wait I, and see. I would have been, been more impressed with him if he did if he went against it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I think a lot of people would have been like, oh, damn. This dude's stepping on the brass's toes, you know? Yeah. Because I bet you that's... That's not what they do. That would have been more impressive, you know? Um, you know, just like, just same thing with Roberts, you know? And I think Robert, and remember, I don't know what I told you. I think I texted you. Like when Jansen sat down, I'm sorry, when Jansen blew that safe, and I think I told you, hey, Mookie needs a kid calling Jansen, because you know how they're always talking yeah. about Mookie's coming down? I said, Mookie needs to call Jansen and Roberts and have a little talk with him and say, all right, guys, look, man, it's just not working. He's uh, I don't know how many times we have to go through this. He's uh, but before I got here, that's what cost you guys got World Series. But that ain't happening anymore. You know, so I'm sorry if you gave your feelings hurt, but you ain't coming in the ninth no more. You ain't even coming in the eighth inning. You ain't coming in the seventh if we got a one-run lead, let me tell you. But you're coming in the seventh, you got a three-run lead because if you don't make it through that seventh inning, hey, we can yank you. All right. But you ain't coming in the eighth and you ain't coming in the ninth. You know what I mean? I feel like that's what, what Mookie did, man. Mookie was just like, like, dude, hey, um, you know, um, like this is the way it's gotta be. You know? I, got, like, I, I got a question from the from the peanut gallery. 
Do you think Roberts would have pulled Snell in that same situation being on the other side? Yes, because he pulled Urias. Uh, uh, what, what game did he pull Urias? Where Urias was dealing and Urias needed one more out to qualify for the win. I, oh, it was a damn game where they blew it with yeah, Jensen. Jensen. <laughs> yeah. Game and I was four. Like, yeah, he did it. He did it with Urias. Who Urias was probably, I mean, for per inning, he was our best pitcher in, in maybe the playoffs, dude, but the World Series for sure. Yeah. You know, per ERA, per strikeout. Like, he didn't have the luxury of innings pitch that Kershaw and um, and Bueller had. You know what I'm saying? Like, they gave those dudes a lot of leeway and rope. Um, Yuri's had, like, a very small uh, margin, you know, uh, to which to pitch with. And he was ridiculous. He was lights out. Lights out, dude. Um, so, yeah, I think they would have. <laughs> I think they would have pulled his ass. I think they did pull his ass, you know? Yeah. The Okay, the only other thing that came out of game six... Uh, Turner got pulled. Uh, Turner got pulled in the game for popping positive for a COVID-19 test but done before the game. Uh, Turner was forced into isolation uh, according to procedures that were put in place and agreed upon by the players beforehand. Uh, Turner was then uh, seen back on the field for the celebration and the photos after the Dodgers won the World Series. According to the report, security tried to get Turner to go back into isolation and Turner refused. What do you think is going to be his punishment, if anything? Will it depend on if anyone else gets sick? That's what I think is punishment. Slap on the wrist? <laughs> Don't do it again. Like, go for it. Come on. Well, here, here. <laughs> so now there's a couple things. Like, I get it. Everybody's like, oh, blah, 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 right? Like, everybody was having a heart attack, right? Dude, think about it. He was already exposed to them? What, what What's going to happen now that... That wouldn't happen the other six innings. He was closer contact with them in closer proximity. At least now he knows to keep his social distance, which he didn't. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You saw how dudes slapping high fives and giving a couple of hugs. But I'm sure a lot of these dudes were like, fuck it, like you we're already with the six innings, man. If we're if we're not exposed now, I don't see how we get exposed <laughs> all of a sudden. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't I just don't see it. You know what I'm saying? And then these are, again, these are primed athletes in in great physical condition that have the greatest of medical doctors available to them. Like, right. dude, has any professional athlete passed away yet? Like, any dude within, you know, like, his 30s to 40s or 20s? No. So, like, I could see it not being a big issue. You know what I'm saying? Like, a, now people need stuff to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it is, dude. If you just ignore and brush it under the rug, like, people need something to talk about. They need, oh, well, this and this and that. Turner is like, go for it. Suspend me. Oh, man, suspend me for half the season. It's worth every moment to get out there and celebrate something that he's worked for his whole career. You know? I would have been the same way, dude. I'd be like, all right, look, man, you touch me, and I'm going to give you the COVID, bro. <laughs> I know when I can and can give it. So you better back off security because I'll cop in your face. <laughs> You know I'm, I'm, I'm sure security was like, all right, dude, like, hey, please, 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 please. Uh, sir, he's gone. Sir. He's gone. Excuse <laughs> me, sir. <laughs> you know uh, what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Yeah, dude. I mean, I could understand Turner's thing. I could give it the perspective. Like, dude, they were already exposed to him for six, if not more innings. Um, I really didn't have a problem with that. Um, it's, uh, it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing to celebrate. And be out there with your guys. I mean, as it is, you didn't even get to be part of the dog pile, bro. That's, to me, probably the best part of when you win is when you're part of the, that dog pile. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm with you like, there. 
I mean, I've gotten to as a coach to win a couple of league titles, and let me tell you, man, maybe like the coach getting the the, the water bath afterwards is pretty damn cool, but he's not the coach, so he's not going to get that. Right. So between the dog pile and maybe the clubhouse celebration, which I didn't even see a lot of this year, did you notice that? No, they, I think they not- kept. I think they kept everything outside just yeah. so to keep everybody kind of spread out a little yeah. bit. And that's, I think, like a part that they were robbed, you know what I'm saying? Like from that, you know, club. Because to me, that I've never had a clubhouse celebration. But let me tell you, that shit looks fun as hell, bro. Like, yeah. man, I, it's got to be very rewarding to have that feeling of rubbing your eyes because alcohol is in your damn eyes. Speaking of things getting in your eyes, I love that video that you posted on your Instagram of you throwing water all over the place. All all, all Judy could think was, uh, oh, my God, Maria's letting him throw water around. I'm like, that's uh, life. That's the Dodger. Right. So so Maria saw me go into in between the innings, right? Maria saw me go to the to the kitchen, and, and I grabbed four water bottles, and I went and got a knife, and I pulled hole at the, uh, holes on the top of them. She's like, what are you doing? And I said, she's like, I thought we were going to use champagne to celebrate I said, look, Maria, I said, let's throw the water around and then we could celebrate by like opening up the champagne and blah, 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 right? I said, the water dries a lot easier. It's easier uh, to clean up. It's not sticky, nothing like that, right? And then she was like, all right. And then obviously when I started doing it, it's funny because in person, it looked even more like on the video, you could see the water, but it, you can't see really the mess that I made. <laughs> Yo, you, I you can see the mess. Don't worry, bud. You can see the mess. Yeah. And that's where I try to show like Leo in the in the shot because Leo got soaked, bro, and you could see it because he was wearing a gray shirt, so you could see how wet he was. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't think you could see how wet I was because of the colors I was wearing or Maria. I got I got everybody, bro. I got my mom, I got my dad, I got Maria, I got Juan. Juan was all like scared at first, but as soon as I picked him up, he was all about it. Like, yeah! that dude started doing like little snow angels in the water, you know? He got all into it, dude. He was super crazy. Leo go. didn't want to be like it, but hey, man, they, they learned. And it was, it was really it was fun. It was great times. Yeah. Uh, Monica, by the way, said if they had told, uh, speaking about uh, uh, Turner, if they had told uh-huh. him before the game, okay, but fuck the MLB for pulling him in the seventh or the eighth inning, yeah. whenever they yeah. fucking did it, it was fucking pura pendejadas, is what she said. I'm um, with you. I'm with you. I, I, I agree on that one. Um, I was like, in the sixth inning, all of a sudden, hey, hey, go get Turner, man. Go get Turner. <laughs> you know? Dude, isn't it like 8 o'clock? The damn offices? You're telling me the damn doctors or whoever does the damn test? They said, hey, 8 o'clock at night on a Tuesday. They're like, you know what? Hey, this Turner fella right here, he tested positive. Like, really? Really? Eight? <laughs> and I'm throwing a damn time. You know, I'm not saying it was 8 o'clock. But, dude, come on. Someone's working overtime for that. You know what I'm saying? To get yeah. that DNA or that, you know, COVID test uh, secured. Like, dude, that, that's just dumb. Dude, you're right, Monica. You're on that. Someone's someone's trying to hide, hide that little ace in their pocket, right? And say, ah, oh, you know what? Ah, uh, toma. Pocket aces. Yeah, right. Pocket aces. All right. Uh, before we get into everything else that we're going to talk about tonight, we're going to take a quick three-minute break, guys. Uh, makes It gives us a chance to go refill some beers and uh, mm-hmm. already needs some more coke in his jack. And then, I'm uh, are you gonna what? I'm switching over with you. I'm gonna go get some Dos Equis. All right, right on, right on, right on. We're gonna grab a couple more beers, guys. Stick around, Monica. Stick around. We're gonna be back in about three minutes. Uh, don't go too far away. We love you guys. We got a ton more stuff to talk about. We got football. We got NCAA. We got a, uh, our picks of the week going. Um, we got plenty of stuff to talk about. So you guys, hang out real quick. We'll be right back, guys. 
I'll see you guys in about three minutes. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite sources social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus all right guys we are back i hope you guys are ready to rock and roll for the second half of the uh, the show, you guys imagine this. I have to condense this time into like an hour and a half show, and we're doing it live right now. So you, you guys can only imagine how much harder this is. And hopefully, uh, what I did helps me out later on. Um, Monica, I did Google Mitchell Miller while I was on break, so I did check it out. We are definitely gonna have to talk about that on the next show. Um, it has a lot to do with society today and what's going on and, and an amazing athlete being told no. Be, just because you're a great athlete doesn't mean you can continue doing the things that you've done and be uh, an athlete and, and continue doing what you're doing. So uh, my hat's off to the Coyotes for that, but we'll get into that another day. Right now, we're going to get into two quick things here. The NCAA Pac-12 football is back. My buddy Leon, I know, is excited about this. Back foot 12 football is back next Saturday, November 6th. University of Florida also, what has just happened? Uh, University of Florida, the Gators have had 37 positive cases of COVID this month. They are back after a two-week hiatus to see where they stand. Teams needed to hear to the regulations uh, or an outbreak like this is only the beginning. Artie, have you heard anything about um, the University of Florida and the, and the Gators and the 37 positive confirmed tests? Damn, 37? Jeez, 37. I, I didn't know that much. I know the big thing is that that dude uh, from Clemson, the, the star quarterback, uh, Lawrence, Yeah, like that dude caught the Rona. And that's, I mean, to me, is more important than any one of those 37 over in Florida. You know what I'm saying? Oh, right. that dude, you know that dude's a projected number one pick in the NFL. And uh, everybody was talking about, like, you know, if the Jets come up with the number one pick, that dude might return to college. <laughs> <laughs> he might just have to go back. Yeah, and but you know he he might go back if it's the Cowboys too because the Cowboys already have a quarterback, right? We we didn't we we're not bringing up the Cowboys, bro. We don't we don't need to do that. I don't know why you gotta you, do that. That's messed up. Are you a fan or something? Shut up, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but seriously though, I haven't. I had damn. That's a lot, dude. Thirty-seven. And again, I wouldn't be able to name one dude. Oh, no, absolutely not. I couldn't tell you one person that was on there. But at the same time, 37 people on one team tells you one thing. Nobody's paying attention to what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, I agree. They're college kids, though, man. They're college dudes. Like, they think they're invincible to everything. You know, like, and I see high school kids that don't 
give uh, you know anything, dude. Like, I'm not surprised college because college kids think they're even, especially if they're they see themselves as college level athletes. They're like, oh, dude, we, even if we catch it, we'll be all right in two weeks. You know. Well, they have been gone. They have literally been on a hiatus for two weeks. Now they're back. They're gonna do retesting, and I'm gonna see if anybody still has it. So we'll go. We'll have to go from there. All right. Hey, compa, what you drinking? I want to. I went and got my Dos Equis because I wanted the same as you. I'm still <laughs> drinking Dos Equis. I got you right here. Not a sponsor, but why not? I mean, hello, Dos Equis. Sponsor us. <laughs> you you made me want to go get mine. That's why I was like, oh damn, I want some Dos Equis, and I had it this week. So I was like, damn. There you go. All right, so we've come to the, the, the part of the week that I like to, to call the question of the night mm-hmm. and or Stump Artie. <laughs> so I have a couple questions for you, sir. The first question goes, um, who would you have in their final year of the college career going into the NFL, Mr. Cam Newton or Joe Burrow? Jeez. Who would you build a team around, Cam Newton or Joe Burrow? Going out of their... Last uh, their 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 final year in college, going into the draft, who would you go? This is the one I'm going to build my team around. You guys playing at home, you guys can play too. Man, that's a good question. So a couple factors. Okay, let me just throw you it before I give you my decision. Okay. This is what's running through my head and why I'm maybe hesitating. Right? Okay, Joe Burrow is a little older when he um, when he came out of college. Okay, so then Cam Newton. Cam Newton's a little bit younger. But Joe Burrow runs a traditional um, formation out of the quarterback spot. He's more of a gunslinger, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's back there and he's letting it fly. Cam Newton has always had that kind of funny release a la, you know, um, what's the name, Young from the Titans? I forgot his name. Uh, uh, Vince Young, yep. So, like, Cam Newton's always had that kind of, like, you know, thing where he's, uh, uh, so, um, yeah, dude, so... (sighs) The age versus the tradition, you know what I'm saying? All right, well, let, let me let me give you let me give you a little more. Okay. okay, without knowing who, I'm gonna give you two sets of stats: athlete number one, athlete number two. You tell me which one you would rather go with. All right, and then tell me whether athlete number one or athlete number two is who's who. Uh, who would you still go uh, go into the NFL career with? Ready? Athlete- I know most of them that, so just not why. Well, go fuck yourself, bro. Athlete number one, passing completion, 66.1 percentage. Total yards, 4,369 yards. Total passing touchdowns, uh, 51 and to seven interceptions. Athlete number two, passing completion, 76.3 yards. Total yards, 6,055. Total touchdowns, 65 with six interceptions. Who do you pick by the numbers? Well, the second athlete by the numbers, you know. So who do you go into the NFL with? Who are you building a team around? Mm. Mm. And these are total yards, by the way. It's not just passing or just rush. It's total yards. Ugh. Give me a name and then give me an athlete. I want to see if you pick the same one. Uh, assuming Cam never gets hurt, right? We don't Assume, know that. Assuming Cam never gets hurt. Okay. Because that's a big factor in it because we know Cam gets hurt. So now he's not the dude he ever was. Right. Um... Probably, I'd still probably go Cam, dude. I think Cam. Okay. Go. You got Cam. Okay. Would you pick athlete number one or athlete number two? What would you say? Uh, I think I think Burrow was uh, athlete number two, I believe. And uh, Cam was athlete number one. 
Would you would you still go with Cam coming out uh, with the numbers that he has? Yeah, yeah, I would. Just because of the age and and Cam's, um, he he still ran a pro type offense, and he he didn't scramble. He didn't scramble the way like um, Michael Vick scrambles. He scrambles when it's appropriate. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a different way. It reminds me a little more of like a um, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson scrambles kind of when he has to. Yeah. And he sits in pockets and plays a pocket. Um, you know, Cam Noonan, what he really likes to do is a quarterback sneak on the inside at the one-yard lines, two-yard lines, stuff like that, you know? But, I mean, realistically, Tom Brady likes doing that because big-body quarterbacks, they could just kind of lean over the pile and score the TDs, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's probably just, I don't know, man. Um, from, you know, the eyeball test, I just think Cam Newton. Cam Newton. If I had to, if I had to pick one, you know? No, I got you. And that's... Not, so, not so the age. The age at which he he came out. Um, Joe Burrow, I believe, was just older, bro. And you always want to go with the younger dude, you know? Yeah. Uh, what about you? Uh, not knowing who is who, I would have to go with the second player just because uh, – or the second athlete. Uh, his completion percentage is a little bit better. better uh, a little more uh, – what is that? 14 or 15 yeah 14 more touchdowns uh thrown or run for with one less interception um i don't know man i mean it's one of those things where if you look just at the stats i gotta go with somebody who's got a better uh, better passing percentage because he's got to be a quarterback um he threw for more yards uh, maybe his arms a little deader now because of it but still 2000 eh, about 1300 1700 more yards um, and then he has 14 more touchdowns and one less interception during that same career. Mm, I, I, um, I, without knowing, I would go Cam Newton. N- looking at the stats, I would go Joe Burrow. So that's right. one of those. And things. the age factor, the age factor wouldn't play anything for you. No, not to me. I, I, I don't think so. I mean, you're going to go out when you go out, and, and and it is what it is. You you're a little bit older. You have a little more experience. Well, that's what makes you see to me. You're a little older, you're a little stronger, you're a little faster. That's probably why you hit those numbers a little bit more. Like if Cam Newton is Joe Burrow's age and back in college and playing that, does he hit those numbers or equivalent or close to it? Maybe, but he was in the NFL already playing, and I believe he won his MVP basically at the age that Joe Burrow was breaking into the NFL. I could be wrong. I'm just taking an educated guess. Monica, Google it, boot. Let us know. <laughs> uh, all right, get it into the Thursday night football and the picks of the week. Hold on, I gotta try something real quick here. Where is yeah. it? Uh, yay! Picks of the week. Artie, you won't hear it, but I do. It's fine. Um, okay. <laughs> Anyways, last week. Uh, well, you know what? Funny thing is, is that we split the uh, the the week. We did. We did. We both had ten play, ten teams that we chose that won, and the other ones that lost. So we did split the week, and I even highlighted the teams that won to show who won and what happened. But we'll get there when we get there. The Falcons hold on to beat the Panthers. Both already, you and I both chose the Panthers on this one. Julio Jones, I guess, went off yesterday with 137 receiving yards. The man can still ball when needed, I guess, or when they let him run around. 
Yeah. I was really close on that one, though. Remember I told you? I was like, I really want to go on the Falcons, and last second I just went Panthers. Uh, He never found found the uh, the end zone, but he did put the the team in position to win the game, which is good. Uh, Gurley did have a rushing touchdown. He, I thought he had two, but I guess one got called back. Um, mm-hmm. But still, he, he he's running. Somebody made the I think it was you that made that comment. Uh, one or two bad Gurley rushes makes up for the one really good one that he runs or something like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the two bad ones are, are, are shitty. One run, one one yards, and then he has a good twelve yard run. It's like okay, well, you know, you got to give and you got to take. I guess it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so let's get into the picks of last week. We both chose the Eagles, uh, who barely won, by the way, 22-1 to over the Giants. I thought they were going to smack them around, but apparently they're both that bad that they can't figure out what to do, and the Eagles actually did barely win, though. Uh, we ran into the, we both picked the Saints to pit, play over the Panthers for obvious reasons. <laughs> Look at what happened, um, what, two weeks ago, a week ago? <laughs> They're just not performing properly right now. The Bills did beat the Jets. Browns beat the Bengals. Here is the first one where we went the opposite ways. I tried to give the Cowboys, my boys, one. If I had gone with the money, I would have picked Washington, and I would have beat you this week, and it would have been 11 to 10, but it didn't happen. I went with my Cowboys. Don't worry, guys. I'm not going this way. Don't play the, don't play the orchestra for me. Leave me alone. The uh, the Washington no named anonymouses beat the Cowboys. And the, Cow- the Cowboys flew how many how many miles just to kick a field goal? I I remember I saw that video, fucker. Don't <laughs> even start your bullshit with me. They did. They ran. They they they, they flew like three thousand miles to kick a field goal. I mean that was basically the game. Uh, it was absolutely terrible. Uh, the Packers beat the Texans. The Lions beat the Falcons. I had the Lions. You had the Falcons. It was a close game for the Lions, though. 23-1. to 23-21, uh, to sorry. Um, I'll take that one all day, twice on Sunday. Uh, you got one on me, the Steelers and the Titans. I had the Titans running over the Steelers. The Steelers said, no, no, no. We're going to remain the one and only undefeated team in the NFL. And damn it, last week they continued to do that. So the Steelers get that win. Uh, over the Titans, the Bucks and the uh, beat the Raiders, of course. Uh, the Chiefs and the Broncos. We both had the Chiefs. You have the Ultra Lock Chiefs. Uh, the Chargers beat the Jaguars. We both had the Chargers beating the Jags on that one. Here's where I got one back. I had the Niners beating the Patriots. You had the Patriots beating the Niners. The Niners embarrassed the Patriots. 33-6. to Good God, I never thought I'd say of the day. But God damn it, thank you. 40. Niners are beating the Patriots that bad. Artie doesn't know who he's talking about anymore. The Patriots are, 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 are they're not the Tom Brady Patriots anymore, baby. So don't be coming on them. Uh, we both chose the Seahawks and the Bears to win. The Cardinals and the Rams both beat them. We ended up the week 10 and 10, so we split it. We each get a point. Wait a second. What's up? Did you see the Rams beat the Bears? Yes. Mr. The Bears are my team all year. The Bears, I never said they were my team all year. I said that they have a great defense. And they have a great and they This and this and this and this and that. <laughs> Bears are... are I would say have had the luckiest season so far. Like their record does not indicate how good they are. I don't think I think they're worse than what their record indicates. I'm okay. My with that. 
Um, that's why when you're like the Bears is, and I'll take the Bears and all that, but I've been going with them all season. Blah blah. blah. Well, yeah. Hey, you still followed me there, so I don't want to hear your bullshit. Well, yeah, I mean, they were doing good. I was like, all right, these fools are finding ugly ways to win. And then finally someone came in and whooped their ass. I don't even know what the score was, but they lost. Yeah, they did. Uh, so we split the the, the week 10-10. Uh, you get a point, I get a point. Our season stand is you both. I have four, you have five. You're still winning. It was a split. That's two weeks in a row we split. So if we split again, we're going to have to come up with like a, a coin flip or some shit to see who wins the week. Yeah, well, yeah, but the week before we split because like there was no obvious ones where yeah, you teams, you know. So it was yeah, we picked, like, we picked basically everything. So like yeah. I said, next week if we if we split again, then we're just gonna go to a, a coin flip. I'll get the heads, you get the tails. Whatever it lands, it is what it is. Are you okay with that? Mm-hmm. Okay, you can be tails and I'll be heads. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like that. Just keep the space. It'll work out. In the week, it'll work out. All right. Uh, so I was impressed by the 49ers pick, though. I'll tell you that. Thank 49ers you. Are, are better than what I thought they were. They are uh, who you thought they weren't. Yeah, they're they're better, and the Patriots are worse than I thought, man. That's that's one of those, like, man, dude. Cam, Cam Newton. Newton looking terrible. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's interesting in that. Damn. Like I said, I want. I was thinking about taking the the Falcons this week, but they did me dirty last week, bro. You know, you know how I feel when the team does me dirty the week before. I can't take them again. You know, that's why I stopped picking the damn Cowboys. That's why I stopped picking the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. That's why you're gonna stop picking the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will. I will not pick them next week either. Don't worry. They play the Steelers. We're good. Oh, yeah, you nobody's picking them. All right, so the Falcon, the Falcon, the, the Falcons, the Falcons uh, embarrassed both you and I. Uh, the Panthers beat uh, they. The, we both picked the Panthers to beat the Falcons. Falcons actually won a game. They didn't. They didn't screw it up. Uh, going into the rest of the week, we got the Vikings and the Packers. I got the Packers coming out in this one. What do you got? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Packers. The Vikings suck this year. This year they've been they they've been underperforming for sure. Right on. We got the oh, I'm worried that I'm fucking pissed that Aaron Jones ain't playing this week. He's my horse in the freaking two leagues. That dude's out two consecutive weeks when they were talking about, oh, it's just a mild calf strain. He would have played if it was an important game. He needs, my ass. He needs a little massage gun on there, right? Come on. Come on dude. Only good news is the, the the local kid, the kid from my high school, he's uh, the number uh, – he's the backup uh, running back over there, so he gets all the touches. So I'm, I'm really happy well, for there Jamal. You go. Congratulations yeah. to Jamal. Boy, we, we can't wait to watch you on Sunday. Uh, we got the Titans and Bengals coming up next. I got the Titans. Who you got? Game Titans. Uh, they're, they've been they've been doing progressing. Um, I just didn't think they were good enough to beat the Steelers. I think the Steelers are just a well well oiled machine, and I felt like the Titans are progressing. And me and you both agreed on that, and that's why you took the Titans. I just didn't think they were at, the Titans were at the caliber of Pittsburgh. Not yet, anyways. I think they could get there, but I don't think they're. But I think now, yeah, they, they're they're better than the Bengals. Although the Bengals have been more impressive than I thought. You know, they they're they they're still losing, but they're making it interesting. <laughs> they are. <laughs> they do make it interesting. Uh, I'm not even going to ask for the Chiefs and the Jets. You have your ultra pick. Uh, Chiefs never fails on this one. Uh, we're going to go right into the Lions and the Colts. I had my pick down as the Lions, 
But then I saw what the Colts did this last week, and I'm like, mm. But after further review, I will have to say I am going to go with Los Leones. Who do you have? Mm, that's a good question. I didn't even see what the Colts did this past week. What the hell did they do? Don't worry about it. You make a pick. <laughs> Aren't they coming off the uh, a bye this nope. past week? I don't know, dude. I like that they got Galladay. Now that they have Galladay, they're a whole different team. You going with the Lions? Yeah, I'm going with the Lions. I think that running back, if they give that dude more love, um, I think his name's Swift, and he's pretty good. They're, they're a pretty damn decent team. All right. I got another one for you. Steelers and the Ravens at the Ravens. Uh, I have to go with the hot hand Steelers. You're going with Steelers as well? Yeah, I'm going. I honestly think something's wrong with Lamar Jackson. I think he's, like, nursing some kind of injury that we don't know about. Or he doesn't want to talk about. Or he doesn't want to talk about, yeah, because last, last year when they were winning and everything, he was hot. Well, they talk all day. Whoop, whoop. This and this and this and that. Big trust. Big trust this. Big trust that. Right? I mean, you the, only, the only game they've lost has been to the Chiefs. Yeah. Who? The, the Ravens? The Ravens. This year they only have one loss? They only have one loss. Doesn't it feel like they've been barely winning? Yeah, it, it does. Honestly, does feel that way. But they only have one loss. Yeah, we're going to get number two. <laughs> All right. We got the Rams and the Dolphins. Who you got? I got the Rams on this one. Yeah, I'd take the Rams too, especially with the fucking Dolphins starting the the rookie quarterback. I, I that doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. I don't understand why they're starting him already. I feel like they're throwing them to literally like the Lions and stuff like that. You know? I got you. I got you. We got the uh, the old Pats versus the Bills after this last weekend. I'm going Bills all yeah. the way. Bills is an easy call, man. Bills have been doing really well this year, and the Patriots are like trying to find a new identity and trying to figure things out. Yeah, man, they're not the 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 Patriots of all the front runners of the past, right? Yeah. Here's a big one for you. It's kind of a I, I haven't even been able to pick this one. We got the Raiders at the Browns. Uh, the way the the Browns are the are the worst five and two team in the league right now. Really? Uh, isn't the Bears in there? I still want to say the Browns are worse. No. <laughs> Mm-mm. All right, so who do you got? You got the Raiders or the Browns? I'll take the Browns, bro. I'll take the Browns. I think the Browns are better. I think they, they uh, focus on the run. Um, I think the biggest drawback with the Browns this year, and again, this is not this is just informing the audience in case they're putting some money on it. Just, again, don't let my pick influence it. I'm just trying to give you info. But Beckham's done for the year. That's the only thing I'm worried about with the Browns. He's done for the year. Um, what's the name? Uh, the quarterback? Uh, Baker? Baker Baker's Mayfield. nursing, uh, yeah, he's Baker Mayfield is uh, nursing some rib injuries. But bro, at the end of the day, it's still the Raiders, you know, <laughs> like uh, the Raiders. Nobody, started. nobody gets in the Raiders' way like the Raiders. Yeah, you're right. It's just, yeah, man. It's, it's. I, don't I know. mean, the Raiders did beat the Chiefs, though. They did, dude. It's like, ah, bro. Every you know, broken clock's right twice a day, right? Like, ugh. You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stake. I'm gonna stake this week on the Raiders on this one. I'm gonna go with the Raiders, just oh, because. I've got taste coming out of your mouth. <laughs> I know I got plenty of buddies that work right now. They're going, yeah, the Raiders. But I'm gonna take the Raiders this week. I'm gonna go Raiders over Browns on that one. 
Uh, next up, Monica, I know you're out there still. Chargers against the Broncos. It's a inter... What is it? Interleague? Not interleague. It's a... What's it called? Interdivision. Interdivision game. Uh, Broncos at Chargers are playing at mile high, and that's the only reason I'm taking the Broncos. I'll take the Chargers. Monica, I'm with you. <laughs> Don't be sure I like sweet talker now. I like that quarterback they got. We got next up, we got the Aints and the Bears. What do we got? What do you got? Oh, God. Jeez. I wish I had more time. I'm going to go with the Saints on this one over the Bears. Ugh. I know my boy Sir Dano ain't going to be happy about it, but I got to go Saints, man. Give me the Bears. You got the Bears. And then we got the Niners at the Seahawks. I, Even though the Niners were very, very uh, proficient in what they did this last week, I got the Seahawks coming out of this game. You already know. Seahawks is a top three team for me. You know, I like the Seahawks. All right, next <laughs> up. N- next up. Wait a second here, sir. Wait a second. Not everybody could see the rundown, so we need to talk about this. Next up, we have the Eagles beating the Cowboys. We both choose the Eagles. Moving on uh, to the Giants hey, and the Bucks. What is Seriously, <laughs> how close is that going to be? Like, is it going to be ugly or is it going to be like two field goals this time? <laughs> <laughs> they're going to fly to Philadelphia for a safety and a field goal. A safety yeah. against them, and then they're going to kick a field goal. Hey, are they starting uh, their their backup backup quarterback? Danucci. They're, they're starting Danucci, but but. But, big butt here, and like big butts and I cannot lie, um, they they have re-signed uh, Cooper Rush as the number two guy in case Ben DiNucci fucks up. And I'll tell you this much, if Cooper Rush gets in the game, we might both be eating crow on this one, and he might the Cowboys might beat the Eagles. I don't even know who Cooper Rush is, he, bro. bro I know he- who he is, and he was a great backup he was the third string guy outside of uh, was uh, Romo, Dak, and then Cooper Rush. Oh God! Now I'm impressed, bro. He was doing work. He he was fighting um, uh, mm-hmm. Mark Sanchez mm-hmm. for that number three mm-hmm. spot. Cooper oh, Rush, wow. Mark Sanchez. <laughs> Cooper wow. Rush embarrassed Mark Sanchez. Wow. Jeez, Mark Sanchez. I'm really impressed now. I mean, everybody said. Andy Dalton was the second, was the best backup quarterback in the NFL. No, Jameis Winston's out there. I, yeah, poor guy doesn't even get in there. But I don't know why the Cowboys have not gone. Hey, Jameis, knock, knock, knock. You want to come play, please? Anybody at this point? Jesus Christ! I mean, you think what? What do you think? Do you or over under? I'm curious. I'm dead serious, dude, because I'm so glad that I don't have a lot of Cowboys on my damn fantasy teams this year. Other than Dak. I only had, like, one. I wanted to cry, bro, because that that cut me deep. That cut me deep. I'm not going to lie. That cut me deep. (laughs) But other than that, thank goodness I don't have a single other Cowboy. No, no, no. I have one. I have a – what's that freaking slapstick, the wide receiver's name? Um, He's actually still been doing good. Their top receiver. Their top receiver, the oh, Cowboys. Uh, nobody's a top receiver right now. But oh, you're, you're talking about uh, Cooper. Cooper? Is it Cooper? No. The dude they got from the Raiders. It's Cooper. Oh, it, what's the name? Cooper, is that right? Yeah. 
I got his fucking shirt over there in the in the in the in the other room. I feel like I'm saying that wrong. I don't, I don't feel like that's his name. Anyways, um, what's his first name? Uh, Cooper. Uh, the guy from uh, the uh, the Raiders last year. I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, but um, he was the only one that was doing well, even still with Dalton back there. Um, because poor poor the CD the CD player is broken, bro. Because that didn't even get a touch. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Right, it was Cooper. Amari Cooper. I told you. Yeah, Amari. Amari's the only one that still do well. And I'm thankfully that's like the only cowboy I got in one other league. Other than that, I'm like, oh, thank you, baby Jesus. I stayed away from them. Um, But damn, dude, does Ezek break 100 yards again this year? Like, do you think he breaks 100 yards in one game this year? And I'm talking rushing. I. I think he breaks 100 yards this game, but that's it. 100 yards rushing. Yes, not, rushing. Not, not total scrimmage. Rushing this game. He, wow. wow. I think they need to. I think he needs to for them to have a shot at winning the game. I'm telling you, he, this he, game, he I I can't wait to be wrong about the Cowboy Eagle game. I can't wait to be wrong. <clears throat> I'm glad I wasn't drinking my beer at that moment when you said that. <laughs> All right, moving on to the last game of the night. That's by the way, Cowboys and Eagles are Sunday night football, so that there's that. Uh, the yeah. Bucks and the Giants. I got the Bucks beating the Giants because the Giants. Eh, I mean, granted, the Giants have a history of beating Tom Brady, but only when Eli's there. So, man, those are Bucks. Easy. Hey, dude, you don't think they could? The Cowboys could somehow wiggle out of being on primetime, so that not everybody has to see it. You know. Everybody's gonna watch the destruction of the Cowboys this weekend. It's gonna be bad, bro. Yeah, it's gonna be bad. absolutely terrible. I don't know what you're talking about. Bad. It's gonna be absolutely terrible. Yeah, the, the Bucks for sure. I'll take the Bucks. Those dudes are impressive, man. They've been doing. They they're hitting their stride. Damn Tom Brady hitting his stride, getting more weapons. Like, geez, man, ridiculous. All right, big dog. That's the end of the week right there. Uh, a couple things coming up, guys. By the way, if you guys are watching on the website, if you guys go down to the bottom, our merchandise store is right there. Pick up some shirts, some sweaters, this and that, yada, yada. We got it all. The only thing you can't get right now on that site is these hats right here. I got one. The compadre has one. He's not wearing his, and that's fine. It is what it is. He's not a hat guy. Look, he's got a beautiful hairline. I don't. It is what it is. <laughs> you know what? I got this haircut. Just I don't know if you can see it back here. Oh, looking like trout. It, nah, I know, right? But I got it for um for the costume with the kids today. Um, I was Hawkeye because we did like a, the Avengers All costume. Right, there you go. So this is the first time I ever gotten this haircut. It feels kind of funny sometimes when I touch it back here. But um, because I always get the fade. So like all this to me looks the same. Thankfully, when I look, it like I only see the fade. But everybody, when I walked away, they're like, hey, you know, like, oh, damn, you cut your hair different this time. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, look, dude, to see Leo, when I put on the costume, I put it on yesterday, right? Like, to just try it on and stuff like that. Yeah. I bought it. Leo was like, Hawkeye, I love you, Hawkeye. Like, <laughs> Hawkeye. And I was like, oh, my God, it was worth it, bro. Like, it was worth every penny, like, Feeling a little insecure about the haircut, you know, and I was just like, man, to hear Leo say like, "I love you, Hawkeye." He was all excited, and then today when I got out of work, cause he they were already changed in their stuff, cause we went to do the um, trunk or treat for my work, right? right. And he, and he was already dressed as Iron Man. Juan was dressed as Spider Man, 
He was like, Daddy, Hawkeye, Hawkeye, you gonna go change it? He's like, Hawkeye, Hawkeye? And I'm like, yeah, puppies, I'm gonna go change it. Then when I came out, right? And he's like, Hawkeye, you know? He's like, oh, man. Yeah, so that, that was worth it. Like, you know, as a dad, I'm sure you know that. Like, yeah, I wish we could get, I wish we can get all you guys together because Luke's gonna be Captain America this year. Oh, okay. So you're met- doing, doing, doing Cap tomorrow. Ah, oh, okay. I was gonna say yeah. we got Cap, we got Hawkeye, we got Iron Man, we got you. Yeah, we got. Pfft. Yeah, Maria's, uh, Maria's Captain Marvel. Orale? Yeah, so um, yeah, man, it was it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm actually gonna switch it up for tomorrow though, because we're doing like a little Christmas. I'm doing uh Thanos, and Leo hasn't seen that. Have the Thanos. Or, you better be uh, snapping. Awesome? You better be like, yeah. hey, 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 listen. Yeah. You want you? I'm, I'm gonna snap. I'm yeah, gonna... like, don't make me, don't make me, what, <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be perfect, you gotta, rec- you gotta record it at least once so we can see it, um, as, as you know, tomorrow is the Comadre's birthday, tomorrow is Judy's birthday, so, um, we are wishing her a very happy birthday, if she's still watching tonight, uh, happy birthday, babe, uh, happy early birthday to you, um, uh, so, uh, next week, we had some exciting, maybe early news. Uh, little Ben, your godson, will be coming to us two weeks sooner than we thought. We're, they've been scheduled for the sixth. Uh, so next week, guys, I will be at the hospital having a baby. So we were not going to have a show next week uh, till the following week. So the thirteenth, Friday the thirteenth, we'll have another show. But uh, make sure you guys are ready for that. Uh, I know we're excited. I don't know you're excited to finally meet. Um, your 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 future godson. Um, it, it's crazy. We are on a blitz right now at the house, getting everything ready. We thought we had another week ready. Originally, he was supposed to be born on the twentieth, then he got moved to the thirteenth. Now he got moved to the sixth, and so it's it's like a mad dash right now to get everything finished up before he gets here. But we're gonna get it all done. We're gonna get it taken care of, and uh, we're excited. I know you're you're excited. I'm excited. We're all excited. Hey, yeah. we we had our first live show, man, and I, I think we did a really great job. Yeah, yeah, you didn't break any cameras, and I mean, I don't care what they say about you, bro. Like, I think your your voice and the face ain't that bad. You hey, know? the face isn't that bad. Uh, next, uh, in two weeks, we'll talk about uh, Mitchell Millen. Believe me, Monica, we'll we'll definitely talk about it. It was it's a good story. We're gonna have to get into. Um, but other than that, Artie, it wouldn't be the show without your patented Artie goodbye. Yes, my friends. Make sure we're wearing those masks, being safe out there, seeing out there, being out there for a truck retreat today. It was real cool to see uh, social distancing, um, uh, trick or treating. It was pretty cool. Everybody was wearing the mask, respectful and stuff like that. And we just want to get back to normal society. So make sure to wash your hands and wear those masks. I'll see you in a couple weeks, mi gente. Absolutely, guys. Enjoy the website. It is live now. Uh, we've been working on it for about two and a half months now. And it's live. Go ahead and check out all the information that's everywhere. The Blown State Podcast.com. Go and check it out. You can read a little bit about Artie. You can read a little bit about me. You can contact us through there. Uh, don't forget to go out there and vote. Vote safely. Vote responsibly. But go out there and vote. And then don't forget, guys, go buy some merchandise. If you guys do go to the website, go to the bottom of the website, www.popisgaming. Oh, I'm sorry. That's my charity thing. I was going to get into that, too. But... 
www.theblownsavepodcast.com at the very bottom has all our merchandise. It helps the website. All, all the money we've spent on uh, on getting the website built, uh, getting the designs taken care of, getting everything going on, keeping the show going. We're doing the, all this other stuff now because you guys have been very responsive and like and enjoying uh, the show that we've been making. And we, we, we're probably going to start doing like one live show a month and then the rest of the ones what we, like the way we've been doing it. Um, we love you guys all. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Don't forget, like I was going to say, uh, my charity stream team is doing a, a 24-hour marathon next Saturday to Sunday. Um, what they're going to be doing is raising money for the Children's Hospital in Los Angeles. Go check them out at www.populusgaming.com uh, or go to twitch.tv populusgaming.com. They're raising money for the Children's Hospital. If you can donate a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever you can donate, anything, everything, anything and everything goes to the Children's Hospital in Los Angeles and helps these kids um, who otherwise don't have any, any other way to, to, to get help. So um, with that, Artie, you have a great night, sir. I know Minamo's Maniana. You good? Yeah, I'm good. I, I gave my sign off. I, I thought know. It was, I, just, uh, I was waiting for a bye. You fade into the sunset without me, how you usually do. I'm like, all right. He's, he's. <laughs> well, we're live, bro. It's got to be one of those. <laughs> give me a little peace sign or some shit, bro. All right, everybody. Have a good one. <laughs> hey, congratulations one more time to the Dodgers. Go bother. I'll see you later. Everybody else, have a good night. Easy.